a few things from this past week obviously uh some huge news uh coming on saturday evening um uh, and obviously um we got to talk about what happens that I, I mean we got to talk about what happened not only for Jaden daniels but what happened for tigers avenue yeah you know what i mean Man, that's pretty cool that's pretty cool yeah, we'll absolutely have to discuss that and 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 let y'all know what happened. Maybe some of you caught it. Maybe some of you caught uh, what happened. But we were we were pretty pumped <laughs> when it happened. We were pretty pumped. Um, so we'll discuss obviously uh, the Heisman. Uh, give our thoughts on on that. Um, we'll give you a little uh, basketball update uh, and. and look back on what the two teams have done uh, Saturday and Sunday, both men's and women's team uh, both played. And obviously there's some roster news uh, to discuss with both teams. Um, So we'll discuss those and we will give you a portal update, recruiting update, all of those things uh, that are going on transpiring uh, here uh, in the off season. It always picks up. And of course, the portal is hot right now because it's it's open and people yeah. are jumping in, and there's thou- literally <laughs> thousands of players uh, of players in the portal. Uh, mm-hmm. So obviously, a lot happening. Um, and LSU has been, I would say, tactically uh, selective in their in their choices. Quiet. Quiet, uh, you know. I don't think we're gonna overhaul like we have been. I don't think that's what Brian Kelly wants to do anymore. And I respect that. We we we've talked about that, Zach, a little bit on our show. The fact yeah. that you know you overhaul your team every year, you're gonna have moments where it's really good, and sometimes when it's really bad. And and you know what? We kind of got a taste of. Both of those things, right? Yeah. The last you know, few last years, yeah. year, the defense, you had to get transfers and it went good. You know, Jared Bernard Converse, Makai Garner, you know, uh, uh, um, Wingo. Wingo. Uh, Makai Wingo. Yes. Thank you. That's who I was thinking of. You know, and they were great. Greg Brooks and Joe Fouché, yep. phenomenal last year. I mean, you, you really hit last year. Of course, this year, it wasn't, it wasn't the case. Um, and so I think Brian Kelly wants to start making that transition to building the foundation from your recruiting classes, which is what you have to do. 
when you look at the best of the best in college football, they're not overhauling in the transfer portal. They're getting a couple of guys to supplement where they need. And by far, they are building from the foundations of the recruiting classes. Teams like Georgia, teams like Alabama, they're not overhauling in the transfer portal. They have guys that leave for the portal, sure, but you don't see them go out and get 12 guys out of the portal. You just don't see that happening. Yeah. Uh, you know, like last year, you saw Georgia go get Ra-Ra Thomas and Dominic Lovett because uh, they needed some receiver help. You know, I, I mean, just just selective things. And, and I think that's what Brian Kelly's wanting to do. We'll talk, we'll talk some more about that in depth uh, once we get to that segment. So we appreciate y'all guys joining in. Good to have y'all in here. Tyler, I see you in here already. Uh, good to have you, man. Uh, we're doing all right. Um, so, Zach, Saturday night, all Tiger fans <laughs> had their eyes glued to the TV as the Heisman show uh, transpired. Everyone, of course, I think was on edge. 2019, I mean, let's be real, Zach. Everybody. We already knew. No, already nobody knew. was on edge, right? There, nobody no. was on edge about that. No. Everybody in the world knew that Joe Burrow was going to win um, the Heisman. Why it was not 100%, uh, the world may never know. Maybe we <laughs> need to check in on on what voters are, are doing and, or who gets a vote. Because uh, I feel like that's an argument every year. Uh, who who mm-hmm. gets a vote? But yeah. I mean, even though it wasn't a hundred percent, obviously Joe Burrow uh, won in a complete landslide. In fact, it was the largest margin of victory for the Heisman ever, um, with ninety-seven percent uh, first-place votes. Um, now, obviously, this was a different story, right? Uh, Jaden Daniels. In the eyes of LSU fans uh, and any any fan with a real brain between their ears, understood that Jaden was by far the best player this year. And it wasn't just statistically, which he definitely was the best statistically. Um, but you can throw out any of the stupid – maybe I'm being harsh. But all the little <laughs> – all the, the – Zach – you know, things that people talk about. Does he pass the the eye test? And I always want to ask, what the heck does that mean? Like, what the, what are we doing? We, it is becoming so subjective. Does he pass the eye test? Come, give me a break. Uh, and, uh, he, he's going to be a top 20 pick in the NFL draft. Yes. Yeah, he passes the eye test. Um, if you have watched an LSU game, if you have watched an LSU game, you know he passes the eye test, anyways. Um, so, but here's the reality: LSU had three losses, and you had two other quarterbacks. And and look, we know that there has been a social media war over this, right? There has been a a, a ongoing battle between yeah. Oregon and Washington and LSU, Penix, Knicks, and Daniels. But here's the reality: all three guys. All three guys had phenomenal seasons. You know, we as biased LSU fans want to say things like, you know, well, Nick's he had to leave the SEC to get any good, right? And 
because I've said it myself, right? <laughs> Knicks had to leave the SEC to become become good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas Daniels joined the SEC and became elite, anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and all of those things have been said, right? There, there's been slander thrown around. The reality is, all three of them had phenomenal phenomenal seasons. seasons. Yeah. Uh, but Jaden Daniels, by and large, I I I feel like, and it's probably biased. I know it is, but. I feel like I have good grounds to stand on that Jaden by far had the best season of the three. Um, but the discussion was that he's got three losses. So do you give it to the guy, the best player on the team who has three losses, or do mm-hmm. you give it to the two guys who have had phenomenal seasons and they competed to be in the playoffs? One of them is in the playoffs and is undefeated. Uh, the other one came down to the Pac-12 championship. They played each other. It was a great game. You yeah. know, all of these things. And, and and so clearly this was going to be a much closer margin uh, than LSU fans wanted it to be or or what LSU fans got to enjoy in 2019. So I'm not going to lie. I was, I was on edge about it. I, I was nervous about it all night long. Uh, ultimately, obviously, we all know now, Jaden thankfully won the Heisman, rightfully won the Heisman. Uh, I, I'm glad that the voters got it right. Um, you know, we it is an individual award. It is an individual award. So I'm glad that they did not discredit Jaden for the, the very obvious lack that LSU's defense had this year, yeah. Because uh, because let's be real, where was the weak link in our offense? Nowhere. There wasn't one, right? Like, <laughs> For real, literally no. One. We had a championship level offense, and, and in all reality, if you have a a normal defense this year, not even elite, if you have a normal, good, solid defense this year. We're probably in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, they're that good. Um, I don't think we would have needed an elite defense this year to be in the playoffs because of what our offense was. If we had a good defense that could get, you know, three, four stops a game, our offense was going to do plenty for us to win more games than we did. So I'm glad, Zach, that they – did not steal this away from Jaden because of the atrocious defense that LSU had this year. Which isn't his fault. Yeah, absolutely. If you look at all the games, I mean, Jaden's worst game, worst, right, was was against Florida State, the very first game of the season. Um, And your defense – was it was horrible in that game? Yep, they, they weren't really the offense wasn't really bad in that game. I would say they were still, you know, they were they were coming into themselves. I guess you could say, but they weren't bad by any means. Correct. So, uh, and you also didn't have Logan Diggs and and and, and you know, anyways, Jaden Jaden's been phenomenal all year long, and he absolutely deserved it. Hundred percent. Yeah, dude, uh, it was an exciting night last uh, – or excuse me, Saturday night. Um, and I think, you know, 
a large part of why a lot of LSU fans were a little bit nervous was just because of how much um, adversity, I guess, or what's the word I'm looking for? Criticism, I guess you could also say that it was being put out there on social media. I mean, if you listen to the actual national, uh, most of the national um, analysts and media writers, sure. you know, they understood Jaden's season and they understood what he had done and they understood yeah. that he was indeed, you know, the best player in college football. You know, you had a handful of idiots that, uh, <laughs> you know, were mainly in the West, right? Let's be honest, mainly all over <laughs> in the West Coast. Um, that obviously Great were wearing, that obviously were wearing, um, extremely biased glasses and probably didn't really watch any of the LSU games. Um, and apparently just completely ignore stats as well. Um, like obvious blatant stats that are way better than the guy you're, you're boasting, you know, but anyways, um, I think that, you know, because of that criticism and adversity online, you know, obviously some LSU fans were worried. And then also, you know, when Penix won the Maxwell award, you know, there was also worry yeah. there. Like, they're like, okay, Penix just won the match. Like, okay, we've seen him win the Johnny Unitas. Um, forgive me, right? What's what's the other one he won? I'm going blank. The Walter Payton, or not the Walter Payton, Davy O'Brien. Davy O'Brien. The Walter Camp. Yeah, Walter Camp. And like, he didn't, okay, now he didn't win the Maxwell Award. Okay, does that mean they're going to give Penix the Maxwell Award or the, the Heisman? Um, I, I mean, and yes, I understand that there was a little worry there. I honestly, even after that was not really too worried. Um, after the end of that Oregon Washington game, I think for me, it was a wrap. It was done. It was over. Um, yeah. and ultimately it turned out that way. Yes, it was the closest vote since 2018. Um, but like you said, Reagan, Bo Nix and Michael Penix, you know, there's some of the writers out, the media writers out there that, have boasted their guy over in the West and have tarnished Jaden Daniels. Yeah. Um, like, we're not going to be like that. You know, like, that's that's just ignorance, complete ignorance. <laughs> um, like, it can be you, it can be one and the same. Like, mm-hmm. Jaden Daniels is the best college football player this year, and Bo Nix and Michael Penix are also had extremely phenomenal seasons. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, Michael Penix sucks. Like, I, like Bo Nix sucks. <laughs> like, they don't even deserve to be in the Heisman watch. Yeah. That's stupid. That's yeah. stupid, and it's ignorance. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there is some people that were out there that were saying stuff like that uh, in regards to Jaden's case. Um, I laugh at those people and say, you shouldn't be putting out content because it's crap. Um, <laughs> it can't hold water. Um, but anyways, needless to say, um, it was a really, really fun night. Reagan, um, got to just sit and enjoy the awards. RG three, Lord have mercy, dude, to start the show. That was rough. That was awful. <laughs> like you said, the obvious thing that everybody's been thinking, but you don't say that on national television. Bro. Well, well, you know, he had said that <clears throat> in a, he said that either in a post game. He did. He did a, a another. I can't remember if, if it was when he was on a call or on a show. I can't remember. But 
He had said that, but he did not say Penix. He 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 said E. Yeah, I'm not going to repeat it, but instead of saying pin, he said P. Uh, so when he said it, of course, it caught a lot of flack, and so I, I guess he <laughs> felt obligated to come back. Yeah, but like, dude, you don't like you don't that, go back to like, it. You don't go back to it, man, like, dude. Like. You already corrected it. Don't go back. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, you get, it's like opening a wound. You got a bandaid over it and then you pull it back yeah. open and you and you examine it. Like, dude, you don't do that. Okay. You, <laughs> you let it heal. You let it heal. Like you, you, I, had, look, you had to put the bandaid on it. Don't open and reopen the wound, bro. Look, man, I, I, uh, I'm going to be kind. Look, RG3, he's trying He's trying to be energetic. He's trying to be youthful and and funny. bring energy and funny. But man, it is it ain't sometimes. It it's ain't hitting. Rough. It is. It ain't, rough. it ain't hitting right now. And no when he's on call, it's a rough listen. It it's is a rough, rough listen. listen, man. So maybe he in in the off season. I'm hoping that someone will coach him up. Like yeah. he's got people around him that are very experienced at ESPN. Uh, like hopefully postseason, postseason post reviews or whatever. Yeah, like geez. Like performance review, man. Yeah, yeah. He's got to have an evaluation because man, he had he had three comments this year that were like, "Yo, like <laughs> way over the line," and and they were not just sensual problems they were like religious problems like some very offensive things were said it was like man take a like you gotta think before you think say before you speak man. i think before yeah, you speak like yeah rough listen but I, I get he's trying to be energetic but definitely wrong time <laughs> wrong place brother. wrong time wrong place i will say though RG3 was very openly the last two weeks, very openly supporting Jade Daniels. Oh, Jane in Daniels. fact, in fact, during the Heisman show, you going to bed, bud? I love you. Zeke's, Zeke's bedtime. Good night, Zeke. Zach, Uncle Zach said good night. Love, love you, you, bud. He said love you. All right. We'll get some rest, okay? I love you. <laughs> Go ahead. I love you. <laughs> He's just like standing here. What's my name? You what? Well, not tonight. Not tonight. Okay? She's got to rock Luca, okay? She stayed in your room playing toys with you. All right, Daddy's got to do a show, okay? I love you. <clears throat> okay. Um, <laughs> anyways, RG3 very openly supported Jay Daniels. That's what I was saying. And and in the middle of the Heisman show, in the middle of it, made a post only about Jaden and how he was the best player in college football. And so, like, before it was announced that he was the Heisman, yeah, and so very clearly we we know where RG three stood. So I appreciated his support for Jaden. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. that was rough, man. That was rough. Regardless, um, awesome night. <laughs> Regardless of RG three, yeah, comments, antics, yeah, yeah, antics, whatever you want, whatever you want to say. Um, there was two moments, Reagan, where I lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> One of them was before Shane Daniels was a announced Heisman. But I don't want to boast. I don't want to boast. So I'm gonna let you take the floor on this one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I, I boast about it, man. I, dude, so clearly, obviously, they they worked through all four players, and Jaden was actually the last one they did this for. Yeah, and they you, they go through a video of the player, and they were talking about Jaden, uh, being at Arizona State, his career starting off great, and it was really going well for him. COVID hit, there were some struggles, and the quote was, and he needed a change. And boom, it popped up. <laughs> Zach's edit of Jaden from Arizona State to LSU that Jaden used to announce that he was coming to LSU, they put up on the Heisman show. And, of course, Zach is – I'm obviously in Arkansas, and Zach's in South Haven, but I, I'll tell you, Zach, I was sitting in my recliner watching the, 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 the show and I'm watching it closely, obviously, because they're talking about Jaden. And it popped up and I went, Holy cow! I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh! I said it. was like totally it totally caught me off guard. I was not expecting that whatsoever. No. Um, no. I, look, I mean, look, obviously they like cut the bottom half off. Yeah, of you know. Where, they, where the Tigers Avenue watermark is. Yeah, but, they kind of did me dirty on that one. But look, I mean, it was, I, I still think it was super awesome. You can, it was cool enough that Jaden used it to, yeah. you know, a couple years ago uh, to announce that, or a year and a half, it'll be two years in March, uh, but to announce that. You know, he was coming to LSU. He used your edit, and that was super awesome. But but then it made it on the Heisman show. And yeah. Like, that was – there's millions of people watching. I mean, have you thought about that, Zach? Oh, man, I, I haven't thought about Literally, that. Literally, millions of people are watching, and that popped up. That I mean, that, cool. that blew me away. That was so cool. Millions I mean, of people so cool. saw my work. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty absolutely. dope. That's pretty cool. And, and I, and I lost my mind as well. And and look, they may have cut it off, right? They may have cut the water logo off, but the watermark off. But if if they go on Jaden's Instagram to try and find that picture, it's on there. Yeah. And, right. and so I, I was, man, I was like, wow, this was, this just made this night even better because yeah. that was so cool. I was um, kind of chilling. I was kind of chilling like you were, like yeah, you were chilling. Like, I was, I was leaning back, bro. I was like this, like <laughs> you sat like watching. Bitch. I'm like, all right, this is cool. We're about to watch the Heisman. And I literally, it came up, I went, that's my edit. <laughs> and then, of course, dad and mom were like, ah! yeah, yeah. Like losing their crap. We got to uh, post it on Facebook. Rewind it, rewind it. You know, doing what dad and moms do. I immediately was like, texting, like, oh my gosh, it was your edit, dude. I got. Yeah. I started getting texts like Bobby texting me, Brandon from the balcony, Bengals yeah. was texting me. Like, I started getting Jesse texting me. I mean, we, yeah. I, it was blowing up. Like, I started get 
And then, of course, you know, our fate, our Twitter started blowing up as well. Of course, we posted about it, which was awesome. Yes, but yes, of course. Anyway, so yeah, two moments that I lost my crap. Um, it, it, Saturday night, that was one of them. And obviously, the other moment was when they announced officially that Jaden Daniels yes, yeah. was the Heisman for the 2023 Heisman. So, Zach, whenever, like, whenever you, there's a big game, right? Like LSU, Bama, or you know, LSU, you know, whoever, SEC championship, championship game, big game. Um, you have that feeling in your stomach. You got the you got the butterflies a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You're like man, here we go. Right, like right when it's about to start. Yeah, I, I was having that feeling as they were, the guy was at the podium doing the whole speech, and I was like, oh my. Gosh, it's gotta be. I know, Jayden. dude. I like, Me too. Be Jayden, I, I got nervous. I was gonna like, It's gotta be Jaden, man. I, I, I'm not a lie. I was gonna be upset if he didn't get it. It's a, ner- it's really a, upset. Oh yeah, I think everybody. It, it's a nervous energy, you know. I, I, yeah. I think back to when I was playing sports, Reagan, and there was times, you know, like you get that nervous energy before a game, you oh. know, and and you just have that like sick stomach, and you know. <laughs> Like, oh, I mean, athletes, please. athletes that have gone through it, they they understand. They completely understand. Like some guys, like they they vomit before every game. You I mean, know, could just, you imagine what they feel like sitting there? Unreal, unreal. Sweating but, like bullets. I'd be sweating bullets. Man, but man, look, congratulations to all of them. Uh, nobody talked about Marvin Harrison, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that was lame. Uh, Ooh, uh, complete, uh, that's the one thing I was like, that's the lamest part of this high uh-huh. That's more lame than RG3 being upstage and talking yes, on, during the Heisman show. Ma- Marvin, like, Marvin Harrison, Harrison Jr., you didn't even – Oh, Reagan, we forgot this to mention. Speaking of hilarious, uh, as hilarious as it was that Marvin <laughs> Harrison Jr. was on the stage, Marty McGee farted during Marvin Harrison's interview. <laughs> And like nobody <laughs> caught it, nobody caught it. I'm sitting there, and it's just like extremely quiet. Like nobody in the house is talking, you know. And Marty sitting You're there. You talking about Marty Smith? I'm sorry, Marty Smith. Yeah, yeah. M- yes. Marty McGee is a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Marty McGee is a show. Yes. It's Marty Smith. Marty Smith. <laughs> so he's interviewing. You know, he's interviewing uh, Marvin and his little brother and his dad or whatever. Yeah. It's quiet in the house. No, like <laughs> mom and dad are chilling. You know, you know they're just sitting there watching the show, whatever. And I'm sitting there. I'm like right, you know. I sit on the the. I, I usually sit on on that chair that's like kind of right by the TV or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so I I can hear it really well. Like I can hear it really well. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there, and I'm listening. I'm listening. He's talking. And of course, Marty was like sitting with his legs crossed, and then he adjusts to to put both of his legs on the ground. And I hear, Burp. and I was like, no way, no way. Like <laughs> rewind it, Dad. He just farted. Rewind it. Like, and if you, if you go. To, I know. I'm sorry. I'm outing him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Marty. You're watching this. He's not watching this, but, you know, if it gets back to him, I'm sorry, Marty. Look, we all have those moments, man. You know, I mean, most of us don't have them on national TV, but, you know, we we have those moments, right? And so I'm like, Dad, rewind it. i got to record this. Sure enough, if you go watch our video of that segment on our Twitter on X – you can hear when he just and he sits up. You can hear like you hear it. It sounds like almost a cartoon <laughs> fart, like it really does. 
And people, some people are like, oh, it was a chair. No, dude. Them fancy chairs, them fancy chairs ain't making no noise like that, man. That's like a one inch. Like, nah, nah, man. Nah. He got exposed, man. He got, he got, he got exposed. exposed. And Tigers Avenue was the one that done it. I'm sorry, Marty. It had to be done. Oh, she, yeah. Full of full of moments. It wasn't cloud chasing. We weren't cloud chasing. I promise. We were just laughing with you. Like, honestly. <laughs> Man, but yeah, I mean, the Heisman show obviously was phenomenal. Jaden wins. LSU, Zach now has their second quarterback in four years. Yeah, it's insane. Heisman. It, Zach, I, I, saw, I saw this. I won't take credit for this question because I saw it. I can't remember who posted, though, but it was, it was uh, an LSU page, obviously, and they said, if you could go back to 2014, oh gosh, as an LSU fan, and somebody would have asked you, you know, if do you believe you can have two quarterbacks with a Heisman in less than four year span, would you have ever believed it? No, nobody would have ever, ever would have believed that LSU would have two quarterbacks. As Heisman, because uh, obviously the Les Miles era of quarterbacks was just a it's quarterback graveyard, bro. Atrocious. Where quarterbacks' LSU dreams come graveyard. to die, where quarterbacks' talents come Man, to die. We we recruited good quarterbacks. Yeah, and they came and were terrible. Brandon Harris, man, was the like what well, he was like the number two quarterback in the country, top yeah, player in the like state that. of Texas, like Texas State champion. He comes to LSU, everybody's excited and. Yeah. We're like, hey, we got a good quarterback, Russell Shepard. You know, Psych. Russell Shepard, number one recruit in the nation. No, we thought, we thought. <laughs> it's bad, but thankfully, uh, Joe Burrow, uh, Jaden Daniels have come along and have rescued new light. LSU's quarterback room, and it seems like. Uh, it's it's a cool thing to be quarterback at LSU now. It's a good thing to be quarterback at LSU now, which is obviously uh, you have to have a great quarterback to win national championships in college football. So um, this is a huge deal for LSU. Um, and and uh, obviously we're, we're pumped for Jaden. Uh, he was well-deserving. So congratulations to Jaden on winning the Heisman. Uh, makes sure. this year even sweeter if we can cap it off. With a 10 wins, uh, you know, it's a successful season. Two years into Brian Kelly, two 10-win seasons, and a Heisman Trophy quarterback, I, I think that's a great two-year start. And yeah. the program seems to be uh, right on track. Zach, I did have another person message me about uh, the edit today. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Uh, a buddy of mine here at Williams uh, messaged me, and he said, Hey, uh, did y'all edit make the Heisman show? <laughs> I was like, yes, it did. <laughs> yes, it did. So, obviously, I told him about that again. Uh, so, got to relive that all over again. Yeah. Pretty so, good. that was sick. That was awesome. It was a great night all around for LSU, for Jaden Daniels, and for Tigers Avenue. So, it was a blast. It was a blast. All right, Zach. Maybe we need to hit a quick break here. We're 30 minutes in, just over 30 minutes in. Uh, we'll hit our first break, and when we come back, we'll give you a little basketball update right after this. Five-star hero. 
your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem and at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Right back at it here in the Tigers Avenue. Zach, a little basketball update. Um, and maybe we need to discuss also some things regarding the roster for both men's and women's. Um, yep. Zach, Saturday, LSU men's basketball plays Kansas State uh, in the PMAC. Um, they, they drop another one. And, man, this one – it hurts because it, it it hurts because they put themselves back into the game and then died again. I mean, yeah. Kansas they they played really well with Kansas State in the first half and and made it a decent ball game. And coming out of the second half, like like it was anybody's ball game. They had the lead, uh, but it was still a game. Yeah, and close. Kansas State at the front half of the of the second half, I mean, really just started to take control of the game and even got to seventeen a seventeen point lead, and then all of a sudden, like LSU, kind of caught life um, and went on a, like I think it was a fourteen to two run or something like that, and. Pulled it within three. Put it within three points. And there was about six minutes left in the game. And from that moment, LSU scored five more points total. Yeah. I, I mean, they could not buy a shot. A shot just could not fall. And, and it wasn't like they weren't getting good looks. They had really good looks, wide open looks. Some of them were, were layups, and they were going too hard off the glass. They, I mean, wide-open threes that just weren't falling. I, I mean, it was it was frustrating because you felt like, okay, they, they fought their way back in. Maybe they can get a key victory here in the PMAC, get them some energy, get this thing going, maybe string a, a couple wins together. And then, man, Kansas State, I mean, just – completely shut it down. Uh, and, and Kansas State gave you every opportunity to take the lead. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you pulled it within three, and Kansas State was still not really firing on, on all cylinders for a couple more minutes. Yeah. Like, it stayed within five points for several minutes, you just could never hit a shot, and it was yeah. just—it was really frustrating uh, to see that happen. Um, look, I'll, I'll say it: the, the offense lacks a, a a a quarterback on the court, you know, per se. Someone who is taking the ball, commanding the court, uh, being assertive, 
making decisions, making quality decisions with the basketball, uh, and also someone who can score at any moment when they need it. And that guy is sitting on your bench waiting on the NCAA to give a decision on his appeal. Um, And that's who we need to talk about in terms of the roster uh, with LSU men's basketball, Jalen Cook. Matt McMahon has been asked a couple times, and and he has no idea why Jalen Cook has not been approved yet. The NCAA has been absolutely horrible with these decisions recently. They have gotten stricter, and I understand you just you can't just approve every single waiver, and you can't just approve every single person. I get it. There's rules, but according to Matt McMahon, Jalen Cook checks all the boxes. He meets all the criteria that the NCAA requires. So, what in the world are we waiting on? What are we waiting on? Why was it denied in the first place? If you have a criteria set out for these second-time transfers and they meet the criteria, why are they not eligible? Correct. It, it makes no sense. It really doesn't. Um, and, and week by week, you're just hoping and praying you'll get a decision on, on Jalen Cook's appeal and that it'll be good news. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, but at this point in time, the NCAA is infringing upon Jalen Cook's basketball career. I mean, the man put up 18 points per game two years ago, 19 points a game last year, and has made a transfer to LSU to try and boost his career, his his uh, 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 his career as a prospect to come to a program like LSU and say, okay, I can do the same thing at a bigger school against better competition. So I'm a serious candidate. But because the NCAA has dragged their feet on all of these decisions, he's now having to sit on the bench and do nothing, literally nothing. Yeah. And and it's frustrating because it's not just LSU. This is like a a countrywide thing. Uh, Efton Reed, Efton Reed, who played for LSU, was going through the same thing. He's playing for Wake Forest now. Thankfully, they just approved with him, and 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 Efton Reed got to make his start last Saturday. I think it was Saturday. Finally, got to make his debut at Wake Forest because the NCAA finally approved him. So maybe, maybe just maybe, they'll get to Jalen's decision, and it will be good news. And I think, again, I think I've said this again. I don't think it's going to make this team like a, you know. Elite eight team, but it will be a team that will compete far better than they have been recently, who who will be more polished because Jalen Cook is experienced and he's very talented. And he is the missing piece that you need. You've got guys like Will Baker and Jalen and Jalen Reed, who, if we had a guard who was dominant, could feed off of those guys. And those guys could feed off of him. Because right now, your game is Will Baker and Jalen Reed. And that's quite obvious. And so teams are taking it away. Will Baker mm-hmm. is getting double teamed, triple teamed, and he's getting annihilated in the paint. 
because there's nobody we can kick it out to who's a real three-point threat all the time. And so they can hone in on Will Baker. They can hone in on Jalen Reed and kind of shut your offense down because our offense has been running through them. Yeah, I mean, in games where we were really, really good, the offense was running through Jalen. The offense was running through Baker, and they were doing it well. But people have realized, watching them, that if you take them out of the game, we don't really have another option. And, of course, with a team like Kansas State, they have size and they have talent. So you put two big guys on Will Baker, it doesn't matter that he's seven foot tall. There's two talented big guys on him in the paint playing power five basketball. It's going to be hard for him. Yeah. He has had several games in a row that it's just been really difficult for him to get anything going because teams are just, I mean, they're taking him out of the game. If you add Jalen Cook to this roster, to this lineup, it will bring a new piece to this team and they will be far more competitive, much better uh, than what we've seen recently. And, and I'm hoping it will be soon that we will hear some some kind of news. But as of right now, it's like we, we don't know. It, it, there, the NCAA can, can do whatever they want, it feels like. And it's mm. just absurd. It's just absurd. Well, they've got a warm-up game against Alabama State um, Wednesday night yeah. uh, before a really big matchup on Saturday at 11 a.m. Yeah. against number 19 Texas. Look. Yeah. I understand it's been disappointing, and there's probably a lot of LSU fans right now that are kind of checked out on LSU men's basketball. Uh, you know, obviously with the football season just now wrapping up, still got another game. Most of Jay them are Daniels. going back, man. I mean, honestly, most of yeah. them I've already written them off, which makes most me, of them have. which makes me sad. Yeah, because he's been sad. recruiting well. He's been <laughs> recruiting well. You have to give the man time to rebuild. Um, you know, if, if we're willing to go, hey, you know, let's. Let's wait to see what BK does, you know, Absolutely. because he had X amount of roster players. I mean, man yep. had zero, right? Yep. At least BK had a quarter of, you know, of a roster. Yep. Matt man had 0% of a roster. Um, so you got to give the man time. But, you know, you have a big opportunity um, on Saturday to beat a ranked team. If you're able to go into that game and pull off a win, I think there would be – uh, a rejuvenation with this team, you know, yeah, uh, a, a revitalization with the fan base. So, you know, I understand LSU is not going to be a favorite. I understand LSU is not going to be expected to compete in that ball game, but go out, compete, and <laughs> fight your tails off. And if you're able to come up with a win, holy cow, you might have, you might, that is a game where you could potentially turn around the season right before conference play. Because sure. um, obviously, right now, st- sitting at five and four um, with conference play looming, you know, things don't look great. So, you know, even last year when, when you, um, when you, you know, you were completely rebuilding, you know, you were in a better spot than you were right now, you know, because yeah. uh, weren't they what they had one loss going into conference play? Yeah, they had one loss. It was so, Kansas State, and we lost by like one point. One point on the controversial, uh, yeah. Mismanaged clock keeper uh, yes. in the in the islands or Cayman Islands or wherever the heck it was. Yes. Yeah. So, anyways, they have a big opportunity this Saturday. We'll see Reagan. What happens? Um, yeah. But obviously, on the girls' side of things, Reagan, um, I gotta say, I've been saying this on Twitter uh, or X, whatever you call it. Anissa Moro, right now, dude, she 
is ball, your bro. best player. She is your ball. best player right now. Um, it seems like every time she touches the ball, that she is going to score. Um, yeah. Her post, her post moves are phenomenal. Um, like I said, it just seems like every time she touches the ball, it's going in. Um, and she has by far been your most dominant player. She's been your best player. Um, a lot of people um, wondering what's going on with Haley Van Lift. She's got a little bit uh, of a foot injury. Shouldn't be anything too serious. She'll, she was out this past game. She, she might be out the next game. Maybe another game. That's probably about it. She'll, I think she'll be she, fine. She's dealing with plantar fasciitis. It's something she's she's had ongoing. That's that's like a an aggravating type yeah. of thing that that continues to Correct. be problematic. I wouldn't be too worried about that. Um, another thing, obviously, Michaela Williams has been great. You see her like she she is extremely like she arguably is your best player on the court in spurts, right? There's other, now there's times where you can see like, okay, this is a freshman player, but then there's other yeah. times where you're like, holy cow, this, this girl's yeah. elite. Like she's elite. Absolutely. Um, Anissa Morrow obviously led the way this past Sunday with 27 points. Angel Reese got things going after a slow start. She had 20. I think Michaela had 18. I mean, all around effort. Um, you have you have last year Poe kind of running the point right now, and is yeah. doing a pretty good job. Uh, she had she had uh, some issues with turn uh, turning the ball over uh, this past game, but dude, mm-hmm. she is phenomenal at drawing charges. Like I, I don't know how she does it. Like game in, game out, <laughs> dude. She just draws charges, draws charges. But it's you're giving your team extra possessions, right? Yeah, and that's vital. Like you think about the opp- the the opportunity for extra possessions that LSU has. You have last year Poe who's playing phenomenal defense, who draws like at least one, a lot of times two or three charges a game. Um, that's giving you two to three extra possessions a game. Yeah. And then you have Anissa Morrow and Angel Reese, who are you know elite at offensive rebounding the ball. Um, yeah. And so this team's gonna be really good. I mean, we saw what this team was capable of yeah. against Virginia Tech. Yeah. They they dominated a top ten team. Dominated them. Angel was one re- again one rebound away this past Sunday from having three players with a double double. Yeah, because Anissa three. had one, and who did Michaela have one? Michaela Williams had one, and she was Angel had twenty points, nine rebounds. So yeah, one rebound from three triple double or a double double. It's very it is very clear that Michaela Williams is your best deep ball threat. Um oh man. I mean it, it feels like she every time she, it, it feels like every time she puts the ball behind the arc it's going in. Like and it's it's not like a hits the rim and rattles in like it's like like nothing it's but so, net. It's like so. just completely pure. Um Blase Johnson had had a rough game this past Saturday. She's been a little bit inconsistent this year. Um, before, you know, before this, this past game, she had kind of gotten kind of at least back on track, kind of looked more like the Flaje Johnson of last year. Didn't have a great game this year. Only had four points. She turned the ball over a lot. You saw Kim Mulkey very frustrated with her a, a, a couple of times in this game. Yeah. So I'd like to see her come along and kind of be, I would say, I'd like to see a little bit more consistency out of her sure, um, this sure. year. Cause this, this team, like when you put together the, elite shooting ability of Michaela Williams. You put together um, Anissa Mora, who is just a problem all around yeah. the floor. Um, uh, obviously, Angel Reese, 
with her her post presence, Haley Van Lith with her ability to handle the basketball and score, uh, and then Flaze Johnson would just you know a lot of times she's just the she's the, the player that just some she puts up some crazy shot and it goes in right like we saw we saw <laughs> one of those this past Saturday, um like they I mean she 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 drew an and one and like they clobbered her and somehow she was able to like get it up off her fingertips <laughs> and put it in it was insane. Yeah. So I mean, this team is this team is completely yeah. talented enough uh, to make another run, and you have definitely Absolutely. seen it here recently uh, with with uh, the the past few games. So excited to see what they have in store for the next few games before we hit conference play. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, kind of the the update roster wise. You know, you you mentioned Haley Van Lith, but Kateri Pool no longer yeah. with the team. Uh, not really sure. Uh, nobody, nobody really knows the full story. Uh, and so, so we what? Really... From what I kind of gather, it seems like it's disciplinary. Um, sure, sure. Now, whether that's you know a violation of team rules, whether that is academics, um, or something like that, but obviously, Kim yeah. Mulkey. This was a decision that Kim Mulkey made. I mean, I'm sure that was a tough decision. I mean, you're talking about a guard in Kateri Poole who gave you extremely valuable minutes last year. Yeah. Um, who was a, who was a major, major part uh, of the reason you won the national championship. Yep. We all remember the dagger that she hit to completely ice the Iowa Hawkeyes and put the yep. game away. I mean, we remember the, you know, and there was games that she, um, she took off, you know, more so a role player last year. And I will say, I don't think it's a major loss because you definitely saw her role diminish uh, this year. Sure, sure. Um, even before she, you know, was no longer with the team and, and missing games. You definitely saw her role diminish, and it didn't feel like she, uh, in the few games that we've seen, it didn't feel like she was going to have the year that she had this past year. You just got too many players um, that are more talented. I, I mean, when you have Michaela Williams and Haley Van Litt and Flage and Angel – and uh, Del Rosario and uh, Anissa Morrow. I don't know if I said her already, but um, when you have all of those last year, and at the time you had Samaya Smith too, and Samaya Smith, like you have all those players, it's, it's going to be really hard to get minutes. Um, and you definitely saw kind of Kateri Pool was uh, Kateri Pool was on the short end of that stick. So sure, I don't think sure. it's a major loss. Um, you know, I hate it for her. I hate it for Kim Mulkey because I'm sure that was an extremely hard decision to make. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so that's kind of your update on basketball. Oh, uh, one more thing with basketball. You know, uh, the men's basketball in terms of the roster, Damian Collins, we haven't been able to see him as much. I'd really love to see him get some more time. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. Hopefully he can get back soon. Obviously he adds length and athleticism, uh, and and he hasn't got to play in the last several games. So he's – Obviously, a, a very key role player uh, yeah. for LSU this year. Transfer from Kentucky, former five-star player, um, McDonald's All-American coming out of high school. You would really like to have him on this roster. Uh, he brings another aspect to this team. So hopefully he can get healthy soon with his shoulder and he can get back, get back in the rotation as well. For sure. All right. Uh, last thing, uh, last segment here. Um to wrap things up, before we wrap things up, we'll give you a transfer portal recruiting update. Um, in terms of recruiting, uh, LSU has uh, obviously 
offseason has begun. They've, they, they've been really busy as of late. Uh, LSU picks up a commitment from former Texas A&M commit Gabriel Relaford. And, and this is a big one because this is an in-state kid, four-star defensive lineman. You need defensive linemen. Uh, he's definitely good enough to play on your team. Uh, so we, we needed to keep him in Louisiana. Sure. And it was a huge get uh, for the Tigers for Relaford to uh, commit to the Tigers. So uh, really, really, really excited to have him. Zach, was there another one? I, I think I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm drawing a blank. There was an, a, another one, wasn't there, other than Relaford? Or no, no, uh, um, the, the, well, here's what I'm thinking of. In terms of Texas A&M, uh, there are two other commits that LSU is definitely pushing to flip. Yes. Uh, number one is Terry Bussey, who had LSU in his final school, uh, schools, five-star athlete. They, they, he's listed an athlete, but will probably play DB. We need DBs, obviously. We need <laughs> talented DBs. Yes. Terry Bussey is a guy that we need to land. Um, with Jimbo Fisher uh, being fired, Texas A&M is purging talent uh, oh, from to the portal Current and, and their recruiting and class. Yeah, and the yeah. recruiting class. Um, so Terry Bussey is definitely on a flip uh, alert, um, and a lot of people think that LSU is definitely in the mix there and could be the top school if he does flip. Uh, another one from Texas A&M, and, and I think this is – in my opinion, the biggest one. Dominic McKinley, who is a five-star, um, big-time defensive lineman out of Acadian. Uh, you you need to get to Dominic McKinley to flip. Uh, really unfortunate that we couldn't get him the first go-round. Uh, yeah. and, and I think a lot of that has to do with the situation. I think the situation with Relaford and McKinley has to do with the defensive line coach not being consistent. And that's not any, really any of LSU's fault. Uh, obviously, Jamar Kane took the job in Denver, and then we hired Jimmy Lindsay. Jimmy Lindsay has health problems. Like, really nothing LSU could do about that. So it, yeah. I think it's just that transpired uh, the way it did, and, and we kind of lost, got behind on those guys because of that position uh, coach being inconsistent but you've got Relaford and now you need to take the opportunity Dominic McKinley and get him to flip and the news is the news is Zach that LSU is going to do a in-home visit this week but there's a lot of other schools that are doing in-home visits with him also and Oklahoma Texas um I'm trying to think there's another there's there's several Oklahoma Texas LSU are all trying to get in on Dominic McKinley and flip him. Um, so you really need to push for him. Uh, another in-state, big-time defensive lineman. Keep him in Louisiana. Um, in terms of the portal, it's been kind of quiet. Um, yeah, and it really has. And as mentioned earlier, um, that's not always a bad thing. Okay, that's not always a bad thing. 
You really haven't lost any major players to the portal. I would say the biggest one you lost to the portal. Quincy. Quincy or Marlon Martinez, maybe one of those two. Uh, Quincy definitely obviously has the bigger upside there. But Quincy had seemed to be kind of buried in the depth chart. It seemed like even Deshaun Womack was ahead of Quincy Wiggins. Yeah. Getting the uh, time as a true freshman. And – so that, that, that's not really a surprise. Uh, he's a second-year guy. He's a sophomore now. He, he hasn't had major playing time in either years he's been here, in either of the two years he's been here. So you haven't lost big-time players, big contributing players um, from, uh, from your roster at all. Like this is – what you have lost to the portal is normal attrition. Two of the players you've lost to the portal are preferred walk-ons. And I, so the others are scholarship players, but they, they are not guys who are, you know, you're not losing, like, as of right now, Garrett Nussmeyer to the portal or, or Harold Perkins or Mason Smith or, you know, a name like that yeah. that some other schools are losing. I, I mean, there's a lot of schools that lose, like, their guys to the yeah. portal. Dylan Gabriel leaving Oklahoma, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, to go to Oregon, like, golly. Texas a losing, like, half their team. Half, yeah, yeah, all their team. <laughs> Walter Nolan, uh, Fidel Diggs, uh, LT Overton, Chase Basantes. I mean, Connor Weigman has transferred. Max Johnson has transferred. <laughs> like, Jack, Jake Johnson, all of them, all of them, mm. man. Uh, and several of their receivers as well. Cottrell. Did Jake Johnson go to North Carolina? Hasn't hasn't committed to North Carolina yet. Hmm. Uh, but Cottrell, one of their receivers, just committed to Kentucky. So I mean, they 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 are complete purge. Uh, but so is Ohio State, which is surprising. Um, but LSU, I don't think is looking to add like we mentioned earlier, like twelve guys in the portal. I just they're wanting to build the foundation from their recruiting classes and the portal is going to be used to supplement. That's always what it's been really meant to do, should be meant to do. Whereas some teams, it seems like that, like that's how they're making their team. Uh, And I guess it just depends on the coach, but yeah, man, if you look at the best of the best, it's built from the recruiting classes and there's development and growth and longevity um, and that's what you're looking for. But there are definitely guys LSU has contacted in some positions of need and maybe some positions where you want to bring in some competition. Um, one of those uh, is O-line. Uh, O-line actually is, is one of our most that, – that's where we've had the most activity. LSU has uh, reached out to Joey Tainano, uh from Notre Dame. Obviously, they've reached out to Chase Basantes. They are they 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 want Chase Basantes. Uh, they also reached out to Remington uh, Strickland, Chase Basantes, Remington Strickland. Both of those are Texas A&M offensive linemen. Uh, Basantes had LSU in his final schools when he was being recruited, big time recruit out of high school. LSU would love to land him. Uh, you're also probably looking for a number one receiver. You're you're losing BTJ. You're losing. Malik, you're going to have Kyron back most likely, um, Chris Hilton Jr., 
Shelton, uh, Shelton Sampson, you know, Jalen Brown, Kyle Parker, but yeah. you really need a one. You need a one. And they've offered a, a, a few guys, Will Shepard, uh, and two of the guys that I think that they, they're really focused on uh, is Xavier Thomas and, and Jamori Macklin. Jamori Macklin had a great season this year at, at, uh, at North Texas and has – and and has twenty seven offers since hitting the portal. He he had a thousand yard uh, receiving. He had over ten touchdowns receiving. If I if I remember correctly, he had like he had like eleven touchdowns this year. I think he had he had over a thousand yards receiving and eleven touchdowns this year. Very sought after in the portal. So LSU has offered him, reached out to him uh, on the defensive line. Obviously. Walter Nolan, LT Overton, uh, and, and this may surprise you, but LT Overton, I think, is where their focus is right now, maybe more than Walter Nolan. Walter Nolan is going to be a bidding war. Um, Whoever can and, pay the most for him. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be that's <laughs> Walter Nolan's going to be a bidding war. And if LSU can sneak in with the distraction of Walter Nolan and slip LT Overton, all all day, I'm taking that. I'm taking that all day. Um, obviously, you may need a defensive lineman. Makai Wingo might leave. Might. Mason Smith might leave. Um, you also may get both of those guys back. But if you lose one of those guys, you may, you, you're may you going to need maybe one, two defensive linemen uh, uh, out of the portal. So yeah. they're looking at those big guys, five stars, over at Texas A&M, LT Overton and Walter Nolan, both five stars coming out of the high school. And then there's two um, DBs, both that are Louisiana natives that you're looking at. Safety is going to be really, I think, where where you're going to either add – I think you're definitely going to add one at safety, potentially two. Uh, Jordan Gilbert from Texas A&M played at U High. Uh <laughs> Uh, he's transferring from from Texas A&M. You have a need at safety. Last year, before he got uh, hurt, he got hurt this year and didn't play as much. But last year had a phenomenal season at Texas A&M. Was a starter uh, the entire season. Had a great year. So they're looking to get Jordan Gilbert, uh, Jair Brown, a New Orleans native, uh, transferring out of Ohio State. It's another guy to look for. Uh, these are all kind of the names that LSU has been looking at. But uh, obviously this is the news that everybody wants to talk about. Quarterback. What are we going to do at quarterback? Jaden Daniels is gone. You know, are we going to go straight to Nussmeyer? Are we going to pick up a guy in the portal? What's the news? Look, guys, it seems like LSU wants to get competition in the room. Uh, they have contacted MJ Morris from NC State, they have done an in-home visit in Raleigh with MJ Morris. Joe Sloan has had an in-home visit with him and been in contact with him. So it looks like LSU is considering and very might well add a quarterback from the portal. Um, and, and look, I think they would be – I think they'd be a little bit uh, – I think it would be um, – I'm, I'm losing the word. There's a word I'm thinking of. <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't be very smart. I know that's not the word I'm looking for. It wouldn't be very smart. 
to not look for a quarterback and bring competition in. And this is no knock on Garrett Nussmeyer. It's no knock on Garrett Nussmeyer, okay? Um, but you want competition that drives your players to be better, to be at their best, mm-hmm. to improve, to develop. And let's be honest, guys. If you look at um, the track record of Mike Denbrock, mobile quarterbacks are something he's really good with. Desmond Ritter, Jaden Daniels, been really good for him. Also, not, not only the mobile quarterback aspect, quarterback aspect of it, but transfer quarterbacks have worked out really well at LSU. <laughs> so uh, I, I think it would be – ignorance not the word I'm looking for. But it would – disservice? Would be, is that what you're looking disservice, for? Maybe. maybe I don't know. I, I'm, it, <laughs> but – it would. I think it would not be very smart to not even consider getting quarterback. That I mean, that's the point I'm trying to make. To not even consider it would would, would be uh, kind of dumb, honestly. <laughs> why would you not look for quarterback competition? Why Why would you not look to say, okay, maybe we can get a better quarterback, or maybe not even a better quarterback, but one who's going to come in and, and maybe push Garrett a little bit. You know, you know what I mean? Like, we need that. We yeah. need that. It, it's good. You know, Jaden Daniels, clearly, when he came here at LSU, was not given anything. You had Garrett Nussmeyer, you had Miles Brennan, and you had Jaden Daniels, and they were all three given a shot at the job. Mm-hmm. And Jaden won it, right? So I, I, I don't see why not. Um, so if they bring MJ Morris in, or if it's not MJ Morris, a different one, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised. So uh, be looking for that. But overall, those are the names that LSU is looking at. And in total, that's like eight to ten guys. And I think they're only looking uh, to add five to seven. So uh, and and I'm fine with that. So we will see uh, how that plays out. All right, Zach, maybe we need to get to a few comments here. Yeah, Ryan, uh, join us late. Up. He said here and Dom may push his recruitment back to February. That'd be good. Gives yeah. LSU more time yeah. to push him. Terry uh, Bussey already has. He said Walker Howard should have stayed. Yeah. Yeah, he should have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he should have. He'd be competing for the starting job this year. Yep. He'd be competing for the starting job this year. But – He sure will. You can sit the you can sit the bench another year behind Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart. <laughs> karma. Absolutely. You know what they say about karma. <laughs> it is. Anyways, what it is, man. that's that's what that's what transfer portal can do. It can be really good, or you can it can be really bad. Yeah. So, anyways, all right, guys, it's been a great show. Uh, appreciate y'all uh, getting on here commenting. Uh, it's been a great past week for LSU. Heisman, uh, a couple victories uh, for for the women. Um, and Zach, you know what's crazy? It's not too long from now. We're going to start talking baseball. about LSU baseball. Oh, and so. we might, Zach, we may need to do a fall ball segment. We may need to give a fall ball report in, in one, of our show, uh, one of our shows coming up here soon. Oh, for sure. For Kendall sure. Rogers has released his fall report on LSU, and there's a lot of interesting things we got to talk about. You basically um, know your rotation. You know your yeah, rotation. No, no kidding. It's kind of for the fall. You know your rotation for the fall. Yeah. I mean, you, as of right now, where it sits, it's kind of crazy. It's like you know your lineup uh, almost. 
Yeah, um, you pre- I mean, from that fall report that uh, Kendall Rogers gave, you're like, oh, okay, this is all it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's that, that we'll have to discuss that prior here here soon. So looking forward to that as well. All right, we well, appreciate you guys very much for joining in. We'll see you next time here in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star here, take us out. Peace. Who that, 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 who that,